Welcome to the Great Debates. Hi, Dan. Hi. Hi, Dan. Hi. We're in Medina Studios yeah. this week. High on the mountains. The it's debate mountains. Three men and a baby week. Yeah, it's three men and a baby week. Ha- baby Hazel's asleep. For Mom now. is out to dinner, so the Love boys it. are... Recording oh. a podcast. It's called The Great Debates, so we don't waste time on this show. We get no, right into no, it with a no, micro debate. No. I've got a topic. I've got three minutes on the clock. This a micro? It's a it's a short micro. Three minutes on the clock. And and Healy's gonna take the pro? Uh I think so. Okay. Sure. Whatever it is, he Whatever should take is, the pro. He should take the I pro. I should and will. Thank you. And here's the topic. If Healy were a computer, he'd be a Mac. Okay, I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. Sleek. Not a lot of waste. Efficient. (laughs) Clean lines. Was cooler five years ago than now. Never been that cool, despite the fact that its users think of it as kind of cool, but actually is at most nerd cool. Uh, but you know, a product you can trust and count on that will be there for you, an element of genius, uh, but definitely not a perfect, sometimes annoying. You can't get inside of it. There's going to be no messing around with the inside. It's basically going to lock you out. Uh, it's a little bit distant and cold. Those describe the Mac or Steve Healy. If I were a computer, I'd be a Mac. Well, it's interesting that you say distant and cold because that is not how I would describe the Mac experience or at the or I should say at, at the very least how Mac wants to present themselves as an experience. The whole basis of Mac to me oh, is I that it's I don't want to present myself that way either. I well, front you as warm. You are, your opening statement was it's a little cold and distant like a Mac, so you've already stipulated that you consider yourself a little cold and distant. But I, I front think that as Macs warm are relative to other computers much warmer they are known or designed for the best possible user interface they're meant to be accessible to everyone unlike someone who is cold and distant also Macs are not really efficient the way Healy is Healy is the best bang for your buck that you could possibly get there's nothing better on the market than Healy and there are better computers out there for uh, your dollar than Macs if you want the best processing power if you want the best graphics, if you want the best of anything, you're almost certainly not going to get a Mac. A Mac has become, oddly enough, a sort of industry standard for like kids and people who aren't professional users. Now, it is also high. There are like high professional and products that they have. Okay, but this, this is, is a, not what Healy is. This, this Healy topic is, a is specialist. Healy is like, I don't even know what the other computers are, but that's what Healy is. So uh, this topic is interesting because you need to fight kind of on two wars because I think what you're saying about Macs is wrong and also uh, how you're applying it to me is wrong. You're saying like a Mac is for kids. Don't really think so, nor do I think I am for kids. Have you ever seen a kid use a tablet other than an iPad? Well, that's just because they're uh, we, we hang out with iPad kind of people who are giving their kids their iPads. But I'm sure all over the country there are kids using the Surface. I've never seen it. I've never seen a kid use a Surface, and I've seen our. I, I friend, we have friends who have phones other than iPhones, but I've never seen. Oh, we're done already. That's the, 
thing about the three minutes. Healy, you don't want to go another minute on this? I, I don't really want to, no. You seem uncomfortable with this whole premise or something. Well, I find the meta top little, you know, mm. you, you don't like the meta that much, do you? No. Medines, what do you think? Okay. Mm, I don't feel like we really got into the meat of a, of a dark. Healy, for what it's worth, made an argument. Dave, yeah. I don't know if you made an okay, argument. Okay, that's true. I was playing a five-minute game when I needed to strike the clock right. management. I think that's it, right. It Who's that again. guy, the coach that's Rex Ryan or whoever? Who's the football coach that's famously bad at clock management? There's a few of them. Rex Ryan's one of them. Yeah. Les Miles at LSU. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Maybe that's you. Colin Kaepernick be. used to get called for delay of game all the time. Interesting. In a weird way, too. Maybe it's a kind of a, I don't know. Yeah, he wants to delay our nation's game of racism. I love that about about him. It's good. Oh, he's great. Okay, here's the thing about the dual micro. Where does the host chat go? The host chat comes after second micro, but if there's a thematic element, you can drop that in at any time. We're going with second micro because here's the deal. This is Brands Week. We started out with one of the most Brands Brands Week. And I got confused because I thought it was three men in a baby week. I'm sorry. I was wrong. That's okay. Here's the thing. The Mac is one of the most recognizable brands in yeah. the world. Um, it's the company that owns it is one of the most valuable companies in the world. Um, but here we're going with another very recognizable brand. And, and the question that sorry, I have. You, I, can I just jump in for a second? Sure. Just a sort of closing thought on this, which is it strikes me now looking at you, Healy, yeah. that you're a interesting combination physically of Justin Long, but personality-wise of John Hodgman. And, and I like that. Somehow, yeah. you're a I marriage like of the two mm. back in PC. I remember the first time I heard about John Hodgman, and a little bit of me was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, like an avenue was choked off sure. or something. Sure. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, yeah he got there first. Yeah. Okay, Mindina, I'm sorry I interrupted you. No problem at all. I've got another topic that I'd like us to consider. Is three minutes enough, or do we need to do four? I don't know. Let's find out. It runs out so fast. Okay, here, three minutes on the clock. Healy taking the pro, right? Mm -hmm. In 50 years, Tide will still be the most popular detergent brand. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. We have solved the problem of detergent. The winner is Tide. It's universally across the board accepted as the gold standard of detergent. Once you have that kind of dominance, very, very, very hard to shake it. Coca-Cola had that kind of dominance in soda. They've had it for 100 years. Tide is now at where Coke was in about 1950. It's part of the Procter & Gamble empire. Those guys have just the sickest R&D team in the world. They do not crack. They are going to keep going with Tide. Now, the one possible vulnerability I see is that Tide is this unnatural blue color and that could suggest some environmental thing going on i think ultimately people have decided they don't care about that with detergent however it is that they make tide they're making it efficiently and getting it to people on time so i think people are just not going to care about that just barring some kind of environmental breakthrough which i think procter and gamble would pivot on they already have uh, you know they sort of make forays towards green whatever detergents but i think tide is going to stay dominant for as long as people are using detergent. Okay, you say that uh, Tide is like Coke in whatever the 50s. I say that it's also like IBM for almost all of the 20th century. I say that it's more like Ford for most of the 20th century. I say that it's like Dumont televisions in the 1940s. Where's Dumont now? You ever heard of them? No, they're gone. 
Companies come and go. The number one company just doesn't last that long. General Electric, the titan of industry throughout the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Where are they now? They're, they're the still bottom. making almost everybody's refrigerator. That's right. The, that's not no. They're not making almost everybody's refrigerator. You, that's crazy. LG, Whirlpool. There's all kinds of brands now. GE's not the number one brand in the uh, appliance market, not by a long shot. Tide is number one right now, but it's not even that number one by that much. If you ask people, top ten answers on the board, name a detergent brand. Tide might be number one with thirty points, but All's going to be up there with twenty-five. Seventh Generation is up there with twenty if we're playing it feud style, and that's where Seventh Generation. No, 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 that doesn't make it. Seventh Generation is, I guarantee you, the the fastest rising market share of all detergents and environmental. They're nowhere close. People are becoming more environmentally environmentally conscious about what detergents they use, not because they care about the environment, but because people are becoming more aware about the way in which detergent get, gets actually soaked into our bodies. People, especially young people, are more and more aware of this. And I'm not saying that it's seventh generation that's going to be the number one detergent in 50 years, but I do think that there's room for an environmentally friendly brand to sneak in there and become... You give them one great ad campaign. We talked about Mac and PC. Just uh, that. I mean, how about that? There's a campaign that helped, along with great products, Apple, out of nowhere, was 3% of the PC market and now there you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a mac product you lose okay dean's talk felt, debate felt short it did feel a little short it felt yeah, short it did Healy, felt too you short. Ins- not to throw you under the bus here you were insistent on the three minute micro before we start. I've been feeling like the four minute yeah, micros are too long, I but maybe I'm wrong. You. But I, you know what? I think you're remembering it all wrong because recently I've had to add even to the four minute okay, micros okay. on a few debates just because we've been getting really But shouldn't we leave sinking. people like when it's really hot? Yeah, and, no, isn't I that the I think both of these questions are ones that don't appear like right away. The, like the answers are we need some time need to unfold to them, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, that's just my thought as a professional debate moderator i do think tide is if i had to bet on a brand tide i feel good about tide put mm-hmm. your money where your mouth is i, I mean, mean i don't like to endorse securities on the great debates but i they, don't think procter do you Gamble's have your money in P&G, oh, at all? png i don't because of dividends i don't that's not the way that i like to invest but i think it's a safe one do you do you have any sense of like how much of png's business is tied great question it i is don't a great question. know it seems like the most boring question I could no it's a fascinating about. question because <laughs> either the so answer boring. is the, let's say the answer is 20 percent. what yeah. else is p which is what i guess it is yeah. what else is png selling i don't know and There's what everything. are the other big like what are we missing what are we not thinking of it's, that's a great question png just, is fascinating what is it like to be over there making and selling tied and Toothpaste and <laughs> I mean it's probably pretty boring. I don't know. <laughs> That's a, I doubt it. I bet they have a good time. I think your next book should be embedding yourself at Procter and Gamble for Great. a year and just Great telling book. us. Yeah, that could be. I would fun. read it in instantly. Yeah. You would? Yeah. All right. I'd yeah. love to know how stuff's made. I how it's feel, made? Okay, look. There's the show. How it's made? Right. Yeah. I don't feel like it's reached us as well as it should have. I feel like the the question of like. 
where did this come from? The, whatever I'm putting into my body right now or the what rubbing on my teeth or wash my clothes. Yeah, that's true. I'd love to know more about virtually everything that I eat, use, do. These are good questions. You're Don't right. you think? Hey, we're obviously in host chat. I think we are. And we're talking about books. Uh-huh. We are. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to throw something out there. I'm going to from now on, yeah. if you are a great debates listener mm-hmm. and you publish a book, Mm-hmm. I will read the book and do a review of it here on the Great Debates really? podcast. I think that's yeah. a valuable service. Yeah, the book has to be like the self-published. Uh, okay. Okay. Sure. But we have a listener who was kind enough to offer to send me a copy of his book, which just came out. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna, you've already promised. You're saying if you'll read it and review it. Well, okay. You'll read this book, for instance, I've read about five percent of it. You have read it. Okay. Yeah, but I'm prepared to sort of open the discussion, call listeners' attention to it. So the book's called Astral Weeks, oh, mm-hmm. A Secret History of 1968 mm-hmm. by uh, Ryan H. Walsh. Thank you. And it's a book about 1968 in Boston. Mm, There's right. this young wildcat goes by the name Van Morrison mm-hmm. who's you know playing at uh, Canopy Lake Park. And wherever he can scrape together a couple gigs, the Velvet Underground is more popular in Boston than they are in New York. Interesting. There's this kind of cult figure who enters into the book. The mob plays a role. Uh, I'm on about page five or six, and I gotta say, <laughs> I'm compelled. And I think if you're in, at all interested in this period in Boston, book? yeah, I got a copy of the book. How much of it is about the recording of Astral Weeks? A significant, yeah. Per- Percentage, which I gotta say, as a bias as a reviewer, I hate the album. Astral You're Weeks. kidding wow. me! Are you out of your wow. goddamn wow. mind? Wow. Don't give me the hits with Van Morrison. I've got no the interest. The hits are Madame George no. and Astral Weeks. <laughs> Madame George's nine-minute-long song. It's gorgeous. I remember hearing you about are out of your mind. Somebody dude. was talking about how great Astral Weeks is. You know, I think it was the Fleet Foxes were talking about how much they loved Astral Weeks. So I was like, okay, I made a real concerted effort to listen to the album from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Now it's like. What is this? Get this out of my face. I don't want this. I am. Here's the thing. I, Van, that is like upsetting. <laughs> Medina, you're with me on Astral yeah, I don't know. It's fine. Thank yeah. you. Oh, yes. oh, I might be. I, look, I could probably get through it, but I might be more of a greatest hits guy. Thank you. You know what? This is crazy because I'm not that into the greatest hits of Van Morrison. Oh, see, I love greatest hits of Van Morrison. Yes. What are your? What do you like? Into like, the Mystic. I like uh, Stone Me. Yes, I, I could listen to these I songs all but day. They, I feel like he it gets kind of cornball or something when it's like um what are his i don't know man i can't even remember oh this is after them right he's he's yes, already been in after them, them he goes i mean you hear that opening mm, little chugga nice. chugga and you don't want to just sit down and drink a drink or smoke something and just yeah, drift no, off I into get it. the I bet this is not I'm going to listen oh. to this later and Okay we'll but see. can I just can I plop you in at the 4 minute mark or so of Madam George the, the please and you see if you think that's good to listen to Yeah I love let's, it let's just we'll I mean, Madam George, he's, it is nine minutes, but he also mixes it up. There's that little part where that little of the drums come in. Here's where it we're at at 442, Madam George. But you got, like, where are you, you know? I'm lost. It's so 
Are you intently listening, like sitting in front of your stereo? Are you chilling with your friends and you're having conversation? It's in the background, like providing a low... To me, all situations sound ideal for Madam George. <laughs> well, look, the book by uh, Ryan Walsh, Astro Weeks, The Secret History of 1968, caused us to have this discussion. Mm -hmm. I, for that reason alone, I give the book an A+. Great. My first Great Debates uh, listener book, A+. Is he there an audiobook version of this book great question i don't know the answer because i find myself really only able to consume books via audio nowadays uh-huh but you know well there should be like ryan walsh and then you're listening to him talk about it and then the song of course. from mm -hmm. that sounds great mm -hmm. that, that could be a whole future of audiobooks mm -hmm. i um when i first came across like really got into astral weeks many years ago mm -hmm. i deferred to our good mutual friend Eric Kenward mm. and I texted him and I was like let's talk about Astral Weeks is it bullshit or is it amazing because I think I'm into it mm -hmm. and he was like it is bullshit but it is awesome okay, okay. Great. he was okay. like yeah. he great. was like so, yes it's jazzy and whatever I mean I'm paraphrasing yeah. but right. that was he was like it for some reason it just works. It is beautiful. Well, I think one of the points Walsh is getting at in this book is that Van Morrison himself uh, a, a bit of a problem to deal with. Mm. <laughs> but hey, then he starts belting out these tunes, and even if you don't like Astro Weeks, got to give it up. How are we doing on time for host chat? Do we I'd have love, to get to the main? Yeah, we kind of have to get to the yeah. main, but do you have something? Well, I just wanted to know, I'll try to be real quick, but Healy, at one point you said that you would like to blurb as many books as possible. Does that go for Wait, our... Wait, when did I say that? I thought you said that your goal was to... Have I wrong? You said this to me at one point. <laughs> I don't recall saying that. I said, okay. Because I was like, hey, for your next book, I think I like I could I could hook you up with a blurb, and you were like, man, I'm I'm the guy who should be blurbing other people. Oh I no, no, no. I think that was a matter of like, I think that was a matter of you saying so and so should blurb my book, and, yeah. I, and whoever it was, I was like, bitch, he should blurb my yes, book. Yes, but <laughs> I should <blurb> <laughs> Oh, it does. I thought you were trying to like set a record for most blurbs on most books. No, which I think, okay, not at all. All right, the offer does not include blurbing. <laughs> no, not necessarily. <laughs> right, sorry. Blurbing. Okay, Maine. Well, guys, Maine. it's Brands Week. Let's keep yeah, on. Brands. Back to Brands Week, but send us your books. We'll we'll have Healy review them, read them, and then review them. Yeah, I've got a Maine. Healy's going to take the pro. Simple topic: BMWs are sexy. <laughs> I'm Steve I Healy. Me. I love hearing Medina read the topic. <laughs> I could do that all week. Yeah. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking yeah. the pro. Okay. BMWs are sexy. Look, we don't prepare on this podcast. I heard this topic a few minutes ago, so I can't summon for you the whole history of BMW. However, lucky for me, I have seen the movie Finding Forrester, where uh, the kid, uh, well, there's a moment where there's sort of a uh, Black kid is the star of the movie that a rich white guy's parking his BMW in the city and he goes blurp blurp because he thinks the black kid might steal his BMW and the uh, black kid is a genius gives him an earful about how he, he probably don't even know the history of this car and he explains how the founder of BMW made World War One planes for the German Air Force in uh, World War One. 
was banned from the Treaty of Versailles for making planes anymore. But that's why the propeller, the white propeller against the blue sky is the BMW logo. The BMW is the ultimate driving machine. You get, I drove a BMW 328 for three years. It was a diesel car. And you get behind the wheel of that thing. And yeah, you are 10 to 15% more sexy. You're driving an <laughs> insanely well-crafted, well-designed German uh, killer automobile you can feel the power you can feel the uh response time the torque the precision all of those are sexy qualities and you could feel it being expressed as you drove the bmw so yeah the bmw is a sexy car bmws maybe used to be sexy there was a time in i don't know the 70s the 80s maybe even part of the 90s when bmws evoked a certain machismo cool sleek line slightly like you know uh upper upper end kind of highbrow expensive sexiness to them but now if you look if you really examine what it was that was sexy about the bmw i think you would actually find that they kind of reinforce a false sexiness of masculinity i think that the that we mm. have too much... To, hold on, Healy. It's my opening statement. We have too much tied into the idea of a man driving a BMW and being sexy because of that. It was the sort of like, it's not a muscle car, but it's the import version of a muscle car that helped made a man sexy. Michael Ian Black wrote a really interesting essay in his book, which oh, I'm just remembering. God. <laughs> I just what? hated that combination of syllables. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> Weird, weird take about um, how the like basic idea of a BMW is that it's like designed for a man to feel a little bit better about himself, and he ultimately just decided to get one because he bought into it. Uh, and I think it's like a very funny, relatable essay. And I think that that was for many years the sort of like gestalt of a BMW was it was a car that a man got when he made enough money. Here's the problem: they're not sexy anymore. Teslas are sexy. Hybrids are sexy. There, there are way too many cars for BMWs to still be sexy. See, BMWs basically like my Honda Civic looks like basically looks like a BMW. The lines of the BMW are no longer sexy by the by today's car standards. I will go a step further and argue that it's almost impossible for cars to be sexy at all. They're gross. They're big hunks of metal. They're loud. They're disgusting. They're bad for the environment, especially most BMWs. They don't. They're like, especially in Los Angeles, you're stuck in traffic in your car. What's sexy about that? Finally, I'd like to respond to this basic idea that somehow a like something born out of the German Air Force is meant to be sexy. Like, I don't think we should be necessarily uh, glorifying or sexifying anything that was part of a German war machine. Um, but if you think that that's what sexy is, then so be it. Okay. Too many points to get through. It's I'm gonna just try and hustle. First of all, the kind of guy who uh, you, you know is reading Michael Ian Black essays and then describes them as funny and perceptive. That's not a guy we can trust on sexiness. I'm sorry, but I think Dave pretty much ruled himself out as a judge of sexiness. You should read right the book. Then you're and doing there. it wrong. It's got, I'm sure it, it's great. Yes, but you're just not a guy who knows what sexy is. You know, you're a kind of guy who thinks a Tesla is sexy because it's efficient or whatever. Did you it's say dirty? Tesla? car did you say tesla tesla yeah okay 
That's nerdy car for nerds like you. Nerds think that's sexy, no, but he, actual sexy people, Healy. cool people, don't think that that is a sexy car. You yourself they think the power, the, response time the force, of a BMW. the torque, and the 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 just yeah, the all sheer of the, all of those things are unmatched. Energy the Tesla. of a BMW the is sexy, and, and reaction time of a Tesla is so much better than a BMW. That's, that's just not if true. You're saying that those things are. It is. I've, te- I've been in a Tesla when it's being test-driven. It, it doesn't You've even... been in a Tesla when it's being test-driven? Yes, God, unlike how any... unsexy a picture are you painting of yourself? I'm You're a passenger in a Tesla and you think that it's that sexy. Experience. You Actually, don't know was, what a sexy you know car what? is? It was kind of sexy. Me and a couple of my friends, uh, one of them wanted to test-drive a Tesla, and we all went out for to join him, and it was exciting and exhilarating. And you Sounds know what? really sexy. Little... You and your buds test driving a Tesla. Then no, you guy you know, ended up getting right. a, a right, Prius. Hilly. You commuting to work at Veep every day in your BMW, driving to the Paramount lot. That's sexy. Yeah. You going? Uh, it's uh, a man a who's good at something. It's a man who's good at something driving the car. That's, that's what used made to, be to be sexy. The best a man that's at good driving. at something. That's not what's sexy. Uh, anymore. Okay, I also wanted to jump back to one of your earlier points where you you were saying that the BMW is kind of a masculine thing. Disagree. I actually think there's a slightly feminine, even feline sexiness to the BMW. It's responsive. It's sensitive. These are qualities that are sexy in a woman. It's an intelligent car. It's sophisticated. All of these That's qualities are part of the sexiness of a BMW. Everyone thinks of, for example, a Prius as a, as a female and a BMW as a male. No one thinks that way. I, I believe they absolutely do. If you had to <laughs> assign Tesla a gender... Tesla is male. Uh, uh, Prius is male. That no, is a Japanese what? salaryman. That is a, a, a <laughs> dad kind of car. Not a Japanese salary man. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. Look, the BMW, like Sean Connery, you know, Dave, Dave mentioned a this Volvo idea of the, is the sexiness going Do you agree away. That a Volvo is female. No, more. Se- <laughs> it don't. sounds like Volvo, and it's like it's the safest car. It's boxy and thick. It's Swedish. It's not. I sound feminine. female to me. His lines are crude, like a man. You're too hung up on the aesthetics of the car and not the essence <laughs> of the car. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm too hung up on the aesthetics. And not the essence, so I'm bad at gendering cars. Yes, <laughs> I'm like, you can laugh all you want, but that, absolutely, that's how things are gendered. It's not based on no, how they things look. Are gendered it's by based their, on how they feel. Their their aesthetics is a big part of gendering. When I see it's a person a coming towards me, it. I have to guess their gender. That's I go by their appearance. We're we're off the rails, Healy. No, I think we're quite on the rails, my friend. <laughs> Healy, you're, you you can't you possibly, think we're off the rails because you you're getting destroyed from so many angles. You can't possibly think that identifying the gender of a human being is similar to the experience of assigning a gender to an inanimate object. Let's. Move, I, I'll grant you that it's a little bit. Let's move but back towards the topic of oh, BMW. Now you, now you think we're, we're off the rails. I think you're you're unfortunately right, taking yourself into the weeds. I Even want to talk the about the elephant in the room. BMW is like three very masculine. It sounds like IBM. It's like ironclad. It's boring. It's ger- by the way, German. Nothing sexy about being German. Okay, I want to disagree with you. French there. or I Japanese want to disagree or with you there. Swiss. Those are all se- or Brazilian. Those are uh, some sexy cultures. You tell me you got a Colombian car. You tell me you got like. <laughs> There's a, nothing sexy about a Colombian car. The fact is that when it comes to sexiness, competence is really important. 
and Germans are not Competence famous for. Competence is the antithesis of sexiness. No one wants you. Say, if you were describing someone as a potential mate, and you were talking about how <laughs> sexy they were, the last thing on your mind would be how competent Look, they which were. Which is more sexiness? Which is more sexy? Which Excellence is more sexiness or averageness? Uh, That's very pre- different than competence. Precision, and I would doing exactly what you want at exactly the right time. To my earlier point, BMWs used to be the mark of excellence. To your they needs no longer and are. your intentions. Nearly every car company Force has uh, applied with exactitude. These are sexy qualities. But those qualities more accurately define other cars now than they do the BMW. And almost every large car maker simply don't. has a, sect, simply has don't, a, has a type of car that reaches that market and no. is sexier. No, you know, a Lexus th- is not sexy. A Tesla, unfortunately for you, is just not that sexy well, of a the car. Lexus, I'm not a big Lexus fan, but if I conjure the image of a Lexus, I actually believe that the Lexus is curvier than the BMW, which to your point, if you're going to be hung up on aesthetics, I think it is a sexier no, there's car. There's a subtle curviness to the BMW that you're missing out on. The cars are very, like, the curves are, are very well done, very well honed. And also, you know, before we exit this debate, I want to talk about the elephant in the room, which is the German... Association of BMW with the German war machine. Yes, I, I, yes. Okay, you brought it up, and then I talked about it again. The fact is, the Germans were their army was insanely good. They were an excellent army with excellent machinery. A lot of it made by BMW. That is a, a testament to the there. There is something sexy about the excellence of the German army. Okay, you you're gonna let that sit there. You yes. don't want to recant. That. I'm gonna let that sit there, and I want you to pick it up and see what you can do with it. I don't want to touch that. I think we've made our closing statements. I don't think the German army is sexy. Uh, I don't think that. I mean, first of all, like they lost, which is very yeah. After unsexy. taking on the U.S. Okay. and Russia at the same time, I think we're done. I don't have anything else to say, and wow. I'm a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Great, <laughs> Medians. <laughs> It's a bold move to put that out there. Yeah. Really. I, I think I like it. I Thank think you. I like it. Wow. I think I like it. Oh, um, man. Ah, I don't know, man. I don't know if I was convinced of either side. That's Is that bad? No, that's No, fine. it's fair. Um, Let me ask you this. Do you think a, this is almost more important to me? Do you think a Prius is male or female? <laughs> <laughs> or an, a Volvo? I a think Volvo is so female. no. A Volvo okay, is well, a cloddish, hold on a Swedish. So a Prius is female. Yes, but Volvos have evolved. I think from being male to some of them. Like there was a they went from being female. Uh-huh. When they were the kind of like old school 240s. I don't know if you remember those mm-hmm. in the 80s. Yeah. Very feminine kind of car. Yeah. And then in the um, late 80s, early 90s, they had those 740s that were boxy. Mm-hmm. Those were very male cars. Okay. I think now they're very curvy and female again. How much time do we have left? Or are we over time? Well, you know. Okay. Yeah. Just quickly, mm-hmm. I'm going to say a car brand, and then we're going to go one, two, three. Blank, and Great. we're going to say whether it's male or female. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yep. Was that a serious or ironic cool? I'm not sure. Okay. Ready? Audi. Audi. Male. No. I was supposed to say one, two, three. You ruined oh, it. All right. We're picking a different brand now. <laughs> uh, okay. Chevrolet. Ready? One, two, three. Male. male. <laughs> and oh, listeners, God. play at home. Do another one. Okay. Uh, do you have one? Okay, I got uh, I got one. Yeah. Mercedes. Mm. Okay, ready? 
One, two, three. Female. female. Yeah, that nice. is that okay, is clear. Good. Okay, good. I think. Well, we partly because it's like a female name. Sure. Whatever. Oh, and a Mercedes Rule. We're all picturing yeah. Mercedes yes. Rule in our minds. And also, I'm singing Janis Joplin singing this song. That's great. Yeah. Do one more. Okay. Ready? Yep. This is. Oh, I'm not gonna say anything. Okay. Jeep. One, two, three. Male. male. Okay. Yeah. Now I've got one. Yeah. Ready? So now we're calibrated. Yes. Yeah. Subaru. I'm ready. <laughs> one. Two, three, female. Male. What? Male? <laughs> this should have been the whole episode. Wow. <laughs> Great. We can just real quickly before we leave yeah. the episode, yeah. can we just do this for a couple like brands? Yeah, this is great. <laughs> okay, ready? Pepsi. Okay. One, two, three, female. Male. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Quiznos. <laughs> All right, I'm ready? <laughs> One, Two, three, male. Yeah, obviously okay, Quiznos cool. is male. <laughs> and last one? Anyone want to do a last one? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Ready? Yeah. LaCroix. Okay. One, two, three, female. Yeah, Healy, you're wrong. Could be. I like it, though. I like Healy's stance. What was your thinking on that? (laughs) My thinking, I've studied LaCroix quite a bit, and it's basically controlled by this one crazy man. (laughs) Uh, And his voice, I've read his like shareholder letters, which are pieces of lunacy. So his voice is in my head a little bit. I love that. Got it. Got All it. right, guys. Fantastic. Guys, I'd say this a f- was a good Brands Week. It was a fun episode of Fun Brands Week. I'm glad we played the game at the end. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next week on The Great Debates. The Great Debates is produced by Mark Caracello. The theme song was composed by Christopher Knight. The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King. And the podcast is moderated by Dan Medina. <laughs>